Welcome to episode 18 of 21st Century Boys. We've got Joe Crawford. And James Crawford. And let's dive right in. Jack, hit us with some. So, uh, somewhat recently finished the rest of the Batman Arkham like compilations I got, which are about different villains, each trade paperback. So, the first one I read of the three I will talk about is Killer Croc. Of all the Arkham ones I've read so far, I think this is the best one. It All the stories kind of connect, and the origin always stays consistent throughout, because he doesn't really get an origin until later. And when it changes appearance, they don't change the origin. They explain something happened to him, which you did it, which is pretty cool. Nice. Uh... There are multiple volumes, and the occurrence is like, we saw him back in that volume, and the volume is compiled in the trade. It's a really good read, and I definitely recommend it if you're actually trying to get into the character of Killer Croc. It's a lot of fun. I also read Batman Arkham Black Mask. This one was kind of interesting, as most of it was newer appearances, mainly because he didn't have many older appearances. The older appearance is more like a different character, Reminiscent of the character The Mask and like Chameleon, for example. And it's pretty interesting. After that, it goes into more random stuff. I think the first nowhere one it showed was like in a Catwoman volume or something. And then it just continues after that. Pretty good. I'm not completely sure if I'd recommend it, but it's good. I also read Batman Arkham Hugo Strange. It's also pretty good. It shows him, like, disguising as Batman every other volume and, like, dying in the volume and then he comes back to life and then he dies and he comes back to life. One of the weirdest things about this, though, is it's mentioned in another volume that his first... He had an appearance in Batman Volume 1, but Batman Volume 1 isn't in the trade. That's It's such a big appearance. Right. I don't understand why that wouldn't be in the thing because that feels like it'd be pretty important to him. Yeah. And it's his stuff is mentioned a lot, like what happens in the volume, but they don't have the actual volume, which is weird. I also read DC League of Superfits, the great mixing up by free. This is a free comic book day title, one of like four I've read. I still need to get read more of those. I got. This one, the art is kind of weird, but it is like what the movie will be like. And it does a good job adapting that style into the comic book. It's about them just going on their journey until, like, they realize that their owners, they can't really do everything with them, and they kind of got to make their own superior team. It's kind of like a prequel to the movie, or at least it seems like that. And it's pretty cute read. I enjoyed reading it. Some of the characters do look a little weird, though. I think the Green Lanterns, especially, look a little off. Was it like a squirrel? Yeah, it's the squirrel, but he's, like, really skinny for some reason. Gotcha. Yeah. Alright, so my first one this go-round is um, one Jack has covered, but I was doing a read-along with my friend Anna at work. So, um, this is Watchmen by Dave Gibbons and Alan Moore. I bet at least a couple of you have heard of it. Anyway... It's been maybe 10 years or so since I last read this one. I really came away with the fact that the bulk of the main characters aren't very likable. I don't know that I ever noticed that before. Uh, One exception might be Night Owl. I read uh, Before Watchmen, The Minutemen, and I'd forgotten how much of the mythology was actually built there versus in the prose section. So, um, 
the Night Owl's bio uh, is, you know, in the the pro section of the book, and that has a lot of the the Minutemen stuff. And other than that, I I think the bulk of what I remember of their origin and whatnot is actually from the before Watchmen. Uh, so ultimately, what I think on this read number three, I'm pretty sure it's read number three, might be as much as four. It's still an important work. The maturity of the relationships is much different than most superbooks of its era. The idea of the conspiracy for the greater good is fascinating to me. Um, I think it's interesting that Rorschach would rather die than condone that conspiracy to live. But anyway, it's still a really powerful book. And if you haven't read it, it's recommended from many people besides myself. But well worth reading. And uh, not on the app, so you're going to need to either get a copy or track it, uh, check it out at the library. So I have an old beat-up copy that I had. Another free comic book t- title I read was Dark Crisis Volume Zero. It has a quick little volume that is like a prequel to what's going on, and then the actual like preview of the first issue, which I've not read completely yet. Uh, I really like this little prequel, though. It shows this little super museum in Wally West as the Flash showing it off. And after they messed with Wally's character so much, I really enjoyed seeing him just be the Flash again. Nice. It was very cool. Uh, after that, the volume that it showcased a little bit of was pretty good, and I am very excited to read more of the series when I get the chance. I also read the first volume and, like, the volume zero of Flashpoint Beyond. This is kind of interesting. It's, like, a return to the Flashpoint world as Barry finds out that wasn't actually destroyed in the Flashpoint event and that somehow come back. There's a, a, a bit of, like, Watchmen stuff, which I thought was pretty cool, is the mimes from Doomsday Clock, right? which I thought was interesting and you're pretty cute in it. Uh, I still need to read more of it, but I like what I've read. Nice. I also read the complete Flash Forward event, which was like Wally kind of getting redeemed after Heroes in Crisis. I found it on Free Comic Book Day. All the issues for like a few dollars. I think it was like two dollars because it was four. Yeah. That was half off. So I got that, and I enjoyed it quite a bit more than I thought I would. Still, there is some messy stuff at the end, though. That's why you got... Have you read Dark Knight Metal? Yeah, I'll talk about that okay. later. I, I feel like... <clears throat> whatever problems Wally had gets fixed in Death Metal. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so this shows him... After he, he kills a bunch of friends, it is not really explained. Like, I guess it's the Speed Force. I haven't read Heroes of Crisis... But it seems like that's the furthest extent they go to to explain it. Yeah. So not very well done. But this is him getting trying to redeem himself by just going to other worlds and saving them. So he becomes like this multiversal god guy who just travels and tries to save other people. So he gets his powers back and he like just starts going around. Before this, he's actually in jail, just hanging out with like villains and stuff. And it's an interesting part but it gets a little boring here then so they i'm glad they change it up i do actually like some of the multiversal stuff pretty well but then near the end well actually in the final volume they're turning into like dr manhattan like a dr manhattan hybrid weird who's like even more powerful and it doesn't really make sense to me i don't it's kind of dumb but before that it has him just traveling the worlds and saving people 
and he gets to meet Roy Harper again in like this zombie invasion, and I really enjoyed that uh volume. I also think the art was pretty good. Unfor well, unfortunately, and also kind of good. Uh, my highlight of the books isn't the actual content, but the ads they have inside. <laughs> in these comics, there's these weird ads for like products, and also lots of ads for Spanguli, and they're like little comic tri comic strips that are like really cute and actually well illustrated. And I'm not sure if this isn't anything else, but they had like Superman like wearing off Spanguli merch and like going around. That's hilarious. <laughs> Talking to Spanguli. It has like the Justice League meeting up with them and they're like, We're your biggest fans. It's really cute. I think the other thing that's marketed is like Snickers. Yeah, has, I've seen those. Yeah, it has the old it's supposed to be like the old art style and they're just traveling and they're like, Eat a Snickers so you don't blow up this planet and he's like, Okay. And so they do that. It's pretty funny. Did it work? It always works. Oh, of course. It has the Snickers. Uh, I also read Dark Days, The Road to Metal, and all the other Dark Knight Metal and Dark Knight Death Metal stuff. Dark Days, The Road to Metal is a compilation. There's two volumes, which are actually like prequel to the event. And then there's a few more just volumes about the multiverse to try to get you an idea of what's going on, like an introduction, in case you are not used to this stuff. But I don't really feel like you should be reading it, because it's a very big, like, heavy event. There's a lot going on. Right. And if you haven't read much of DC, you're going to be very confused. Yeah, I feel like, like I say, I feel like death metal was, like, to clean up everybody's mess. Yeah. Like, they're like, okay, there's all this crap we gotta fix, so Death Metal came in and did its best to try to fix all of it. Yeah, Dark Days, The Road to Metal, is just them just kind of finding out what's going on, and Batman got, like, a plan, and Mr. Terrific, like, what's up? And he's like, hey. Uh, I, it's kind of forgettable, but I did enjoy what happened. It's Scott Snyder, so it's always gonna be good. After that, there's just these random volumes, like I mentioned. Uh, some of them are decent, some of them, eh. There was this one about, like, Batman being a caveman, and then going to, like, meet him in this lifestyle. It's kind of weird, but I also enjoyed it because of how weird it is. Nice. Uh, there was another one where, like, Batman and Superman died, and this was the first volume of the just random miscellaneous volumes. So I was very confused because I was like, what's going on? And Because I just thought this was a continuation of it. But it's a pretty good volume as well. Those are probably the two highlights of the random volumes collected in this. I wouldn't necessarily recommend spending like the 20 bucks to get two issues and then bunch of random crap. I'd probably just get the two individual issues. Or you can read it on the app for free. Or, yeah, read well, it Well, not for free, but in your monthly fee, yeah. But yeah, that's... Dark Days, The Road to Death Metal. Metal, not Death Metal. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so next up, uh, another one I was reading because my buddy was reading it. That's uh, Kingdom Come 1 through 4, <clears throat> which is collected in the trade. Uh, I actually have the single issues, though. That's uh, Mark Wade and Alex Ross. Um, even though I have the single issues, I did not dig them out because they're on the app. So I read them on the app, and I probably should have actually read them in the issues because 
as much as the app is good since it's painted versus like drawn um i don't know that it did it justice but that's okay superman has fled where is he and all these image slash gritty style superheroes have taken over so uh magog and his crew destroy middle america's farmland and because of that our original heroes are coming back Batman was actually the only one of the originals who was still active prior to this occurring. He was kind of like running bat robots or something out of his uh, farm or out of his bat cave. Sorry, not his farm. That's where Superman is. Anyway, Superman's off on a farm somewhere. So our journey is seen through the eyes of an everyman, Norman McKay. Um, this is kind of like what they did with Marvels. They get like an every person to tell the story, but this uh, fella is guided by the Spectre. So how are Cal, Diana, and the other heroes going to deal with these modern violent heroes? And why is Billy Batson a zombie under the control of Lex Luthor? Uh, this series is gorgeous. And like I say, it's probably best read in a physical form with the painted artwork of Alex Ross. And he has a field day uh, painting both the new heroes that he created along with uh, Mark Wade and the old ones as well. Uh, it's pretty dark but it's definitely well worth your time it's one i would recommend and it's kind of what i would say is a bit of a seminal work at this point so if you haven't read it kingdom come that's another one you need to check out dark knight's middle i read that right after dark days this is the big like event that happens uh dark knight death metal comes right after that and i did enjoy that and that's just kind of cleaning up what's going on though please joke the Batman who laughs still exist, and the creatures and weirdos are still going around killing people. But this is kind of like a heat of the moment thing, because this is when the Batman who laughs is actually like attacking the city, and like it's very messy, but not like in a bad way. A lot of stuff's going on, and it seems like Wonder Woman is like a very Zach Scott Snyder really likes him. I mean her. <laughs> She is, like, the main character of most of the volumes of this and then Death Metal. She's usually the one to save the day. And I find that pretty cool because usually, I mean, Batman and Superman are right on the cover. Right. But they doing stuff. Uh, pretty good. I liked when the Frank Miller Batman came. It had him and a bunch of Batmans. And then also the detective chimp there for some reason. Bobo? Bobo. I like Bobo. I like Bobo. I don't know what he was doing with all the Batmans, but good for him, I guess. Yeah. Uh, people like the Bobo. People do like the Bobo. Uh, pretty good volume. I do recommend it before reading De Death Metal, of course. There's a lot to be explained here. And it serves as a prequel to the Justice League run he makes right after that. Nice. Uh, after that, I read Batman vs. Superman, The Greatest Battles. I liked it, but what it proved to me is that Batman and Superman are at their best when they are working together, because majority of the stuff was more like just them competing instead of actually fighting, and the best fight was the Dark Knight Returns, which was sure. at the very end. Right. Other than that, I don't think they've had a really good fight that was actually important and worthwhile. Uh, they do have this really fun kind of comic where like these two kids are just talking about how Batman and Superman would fight, but at the end they resolve that like they wouldn't normally. Right. But they're just talking about different ways, and Batman and Superman are listening. Like, hey, I could beat you that way. No, you couldn't. It's pretty fun, and I do recommend that volume. I'm not sure the exact volume though, so I guess just look in the trade, you'll find it. Yep. Batman Incorporated. 
This is a continuation of Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison. Grant yeah. Morrison's run. This is very close to the end, and it seems like he had a lot going up until this. I read Batman R.I.P., but not all the stuff in between, so I was kind of confused when I was reading it. I did enjoy some of the early volumes, though, because they were much more understandable. Later on, though, it stopped doing, like, just Batman goes to the city or country and just works with them to defeat some villains. It starts off as Batman working with other Batman-type superheroes of the certain places to go defeat villains, and it's really fun. The Japanese volume, the Japan volume especially, is really good. It got, like, these, like, manga panels and stuff, and it looks very nice. Nice. Uh, the rest of it, though, is kind of confusing. I did finally get what's going on near the end it has him like trying to get a group of batman people to work with him but overall i still need to read more of grant morrison stuff yeah grant morrison sometimes is an easy read anyway yeah after that i read v full vendetta and i really liked it it's alan moore who made Watchmen, and i read this and i was like this is very good if you're trying to get into alan moore's work i think i might recommend this before reading Watchmen, though you probably will read Watchmen before it. It's a lot more palatable. There's a lot less crazy stuff going on. Still just as good, I'd say, as Watchmen. Not necessarily better, but very close nice. to its quality. Watchmen has a lot more going on with, like, advertisements and little, like, mini comics inside it, right. which makes it a bit harder of a read. It's still very enjoyable, though. Like Watchmen and a lot of uh, Alan Moore's other stuff, it is a pretty long read, but I do definitely recommend it. So I actually have, this is Warrior number one. It has got the first chapter of V for Vendetta in it. So the nice. reason V for Vendetta probably reads a little bit different is because it was a serialized thing, kind of like Shonen Jump. it come out each month in this, so you would only have a chapter at a time. So there wouldn't be room for like all the weird stuff that he was doing in Watchmen. You see what I'm saying? True. It did talk about him at the end. There's like this little biographical part, yeah. Which was, I think, is only in like the special editions of the OMC or whatever. But I got him from the library, so right. I was able to read it. And it had him talking about how he was trying to get into like Doctor Who magazine. And That's stuff. true. That's true. Yeah, and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, Doctor Who magazine. Um, did Doctor Who, and they did. Dalek strips and a couple of other things. It was kind of like Judge Dredd where the bulk of it was Judge Dredd, but then you'd have other stuff like ABC Troopers and Rogue Warrior and all that stuff. Oh, they also had Hulk magazine, which you talking That's about. That's true. Yep. Uh, Marvel Marvel had a, a couple of magazines over in Britain. Nice. Yep. But Warrior was like a... They did a V for Vendetta and Miracle Man were the, the two big ones. It was, I think, actually called Marvel Man in the UK, but same thing. Yep. So, um, next up, I got Strange Academy First Class, which is basically Strange Academy Volume 1, trade paperback by Scotty Young and Umberto Ramos. Uh, this is Strange Academy Issues 1 through 6. So, named after the Sorcerer Supreme, a magic academy is hidden in New Orleans. Unlike other academies, this is taught by the greatest sorcerers in the Marvel Universe. So, you've got Magic, Hellstrom, uh, Wanda Maximoff, Dr. Voodoo, to name just a few of them. Students are a fun mix as well. Two Asgardians, the son of Dormammu, who is my favorite. A demon, a zombie, a frost giant, a fairy, and of course a human. 
I'm assuming this is actually written for a young adult audience, but I really enjoyed it. Had no problem getting into this. There's lots of fun and plenty of classic Marvel angst. I would say if it doesn't sound like it's right for you, you have a younger reader or someone who's in their teens or tweens, it's definitely one worth picking up. And because it's Umberto Ramos, it's super cute. Dark Knights, uh, Dark Knights, Dark Knight Rising is this Dark Knight's Metal, Dark Knight's Rising. The titles are very confusing. That is a lot Oops. of dark going on. Yeah. Uh, this is a compilation of individual volumes about the origins of each of these evil Batmans, which appear that work with the Batman who laughs. Uh, I think the Batmans are a very fun addition, but it is kind of weird how all of them are like Batman first, Flash second or something. Mm-hmm. It seems a little too specific. I enjoy it still. Nice. Each of them, I like the or- origins for the individual characters. I think I like the Flash one the most, but he kind of gets a redemption in a later in the volume. It he's like a fusion of Flash and this evil Batman. Flash, bat. I mean Batman. Batman finds a way to fuse with the Flash, so they do. And Flash is still like himself, but Batman is the one in control, so he has the speed force and he's able to like fast and like time travel and all that fun stuff later on there is an individual volume just about flash confronting the rest of the batmans and it has him against this flash batman person and he's able to get uh flash in control flash is able to get flash in control it's pretty confusing when i talk about it but it's a fun read it's really enjoyable after that more Dark Knight stuff. I gotta look at the title. Dark Knight's Metal, The Resistance. This was actually really fun. This was a better tie-in, I'd say. I still enjoyed the other one, but... This is a compilation of two different stories that are set across just individual series that are going on at the time. You could understand these stories, kinda, if you were just reading the normal series is going on along with, but it works way better when you read the volumes in order. So there is... Two different. I already said that. Uh, the one of the stories has the Teen Titans in the Suicide Squad kind of working together in this like modern warfare. It's all crazy. Uh, over half the team it turns like evil, and half of the team is able to get good. I think jo- Batman who laughs is using this Joker gas or something. I'm not completely sure why that. I'm not sure what's going on, but they turn evil. So you gotta save the day. And it has, it's a really fun read. Uh, it's as high quality as the volumes these issues belong to. And all of them are pretty good. Uh, and then after that, there is a story about just the Justice League versus the evil Batmans. Which is like kind of important because at, it's not really explained how they're defeated. So you kind of have to get these to understand how they are. Yeah. But, I don't know, They're, it's not very important. And the volumes are, like, good, but not great. They're just kind of mediocre. It has, like, Cyborg just trying to go against them. It's kind of forgettable. I didn't really enjoy it. The other story, though, which is the one called The Resistance, where it has, like, Harley Quinn working with, like, Nightwing with, like, a beard and stuff. It's a lot of fun. It has, like, Killer Croc and all the good, like, cool members going together. They knew what they were doing. And it works very well. 
After that, I started Dark Knights Death Metal. This is the one Dad likes. He got that one owned. It's like to his left over there. He was like holding it for a bit, I think. Good for him. This one uh, is right after Dark Knights Metal and the events of Snyder's run of the Justice League. It continues after that. But I don't know, it's kind of mediocre after that. Snyder stuff is pretty good, though. I like Snyder. Me too. So, this has them coming to terms with Batman who last still were ruling other universes. So, they go over there to face him, and they all get their butts kicked off. Mm. They all get screwed, and, like, Superman's trapped, Batman dies. Wonder Woman's alright. She's okay. But all the rest of them are screwed. Snyder really likes Wonder Woman. Uh, so she finds a plan to kill Batman who left, so she does, but then, you know, Doomsday Clock happened, and Watchmen's still relevant, so they put Dr. Manhattan's brain in Batman who left, but they don't really turn him into Dr. Manhattan, Mm -hmm. they just turn him into, like, this, I don't really, shadowy creature, shadowy creature, I won't go farther than that. Uh, so he's just this big old demon guy. Like, reigning over Earth and controlling people. And they're like, don't do that. It also goes more into death with, like, the events of previous crises. And, like, this one, like, demon girl. Not really, I don't know. It Like, she's the one who controlled the dark multiverse. And so she works with Batman who laughs. But then he kicks back. And he's like, no, you don't. And she's like, ah! And so he gets control, but because they're not working together, he's ultimately defeated by Wonder Woman with the power of plot armor. She turns into a big golden creature and starts beating him up. A lot more cameos, and I'd say just as enjoyable. It's just as good as the previous Snot Snyder. No, Scott Snyder run. Uh, Dark... Knights, Death Metal, The Darkest Night. A lot of dark nights. Too many, I'd say. Hmm. Dark Knights, Metal, Dark, The Darkest Night. Or oh, Death Metal. Dark Knights, Death Metal, The Darkest Night. Okay. Okay. Dark Knights, Bet. <laughs> this. The book. It be. I forgot what happened. Well, that's okay. Just skip that one then. Nah, I got, I'll look it up. Okay. So, this is just a bunch of miscellaneous volumes related to the death metal event. And they're all pretty good, I'd say. This is probably of the other random trades which connect to death metal. This is probably the least interesting to me, personally. It does have some pretty good volumes, though. Uh... It has more Batmans. A lot more Batmans, so that's cool. It has this little origin of, like, the Robin King, which is interesting. Is They always illustrate his... When he's, like, the main focus, they illustrate it in, like, a different, more, like, cartoonish way. But it's very cute. I do like that. The rest of the volumes... Uh, they have Multiverse's End, which is... I think I actually really like that one, yeah. That was Captain Carrot and the... Multiverse Justice League. I don't really know what they're called, but got Black Superman. Justice League Incarnate. Justice League Incarnate working to defeat all these evil Batmans. And Captain Kira's like talking to Owlman for a little while. Like, what's going on? 
Guy Gardner's there. He's actually pretty good in that. He's he's he actually is nice. He's cool. Yeah, I like which is not. Yeah. So, so has him just kind of working and just kind of watching because he doesn't want to help them. Alman, he just like kind of petty. But then a bunch of Batman's come and he's like, I can be the only one, even though he's Owlman. But there's like this mini baby Batman who like a big old head and a bunch of other random ones. And so he defeats them all and then he dies in the end. But Owlman's the savior of the multiverse, kind of, which is interesting. <laughs> but he was really funny in it. That was a pretty enjoyable comic. So I got next, uh, Batman White Knight Presents Harley Quinn. That's another one of those, like you heard talking about, where it's like multiple titles. So I read issues one through six. I picked up one and three through six at uh, Free Comic Book Day at various places. Did not find issue number two, but I was able to read that online, or on the app, rather. Katana Collins, Sean Murphy, and Mateo Scalero are the creators. Joker is dead. He was killed by Harley. Bruce is in jail. And Harley has two young children and her hyenas, Bud and Lou. She's working with the police to capture the Golden Age Killer. Uh, lots of great stuff in this one. We see how Jack, i.e. the Joker, and Harley first become involved. Uh, we meet Starlet, a murderer involved with a shrink obsessed with Harley. And we get a death in the family. I haven't kept up with the White Knight verse I guess that's what you call it, the White Knight verse. It's this whole section of the Batman universe these days. But this is definitely interesting to me in changing that. It's a great series. It had phenomenal art. You know, Mateo Scalero, I first run into him through Black Science, which is a really great series as well. I would say this one is definitely recommended, especially if you are a Harley Quinn fan like myself. Dark Knight's Death Metal, the multiverse who laughs. This comic is just again just a bunch of random ones uh, a few hits a couple misses more hits than the previous volume though i actually got this one confused with the one i talked about previously which was dark knights dark death metal the darkest night so i guess you should skip that one because it's very forgettable multiverse last is pretty good and pretty good event yeah as the justice league multiverse which that dad knows the name of <laughs> and the other stuff justice Crazy. league incarnate justice league incarnate was such a dumb name <laughs> uh yeah there are some very good volumes in there hit or miss maybe just get the individual volumes though it might be cheaper to get the trade it depends on what volumes happening i forgot i don't know the prices of them Maybe yeah. one's like fifty dollars. Right. Yeah, I just I usually just look into it and like look it up and see if it's gonna be cheaper to read issues or to read the book. If anything, maybe just get it from the library or read it mm-hmm. online. Oh. Whatever. After that, War of the Multiverse. This is probably the best, most like consistent one of the uh, combined ones, like the ones that connect to the main event. This one is just two volumes. Pre. They're like big volumes, though. They're thicker volumes, so I'm. I'd say it's probably the same price to get the the individual as to get the trade. So just pick your poison. These two are just a compilation. Each volume is like a, a bunch of different like side stories that connect. Uh, and all of them are really good. Green Arrow proposes to Black Canary. All the Teen Titans meet up. There's a lot going on, but it's a lot of fun. 
uh, Nightwing and Barbara Gordon finally like make up because Nightwing has a really messy life when it comes to like romance. He always screws stuff up, but he got it figured out for now. He'll probably screw it up later, but he got figured out for now. Uh, it's all pretty good, and it does showcase the final showdown between Wonder Woman and the Batman Who Laughs, which is a pretty cool thing to see. Uh, I'm not sure why it wasn't connected in the main event, right? but I think this is good enough and important enough for you to read on its own. Now we're done with the death metal stuff. All of it's really good. The titles are really confusing, though. Sure. After that, Grifter Most Wanted, this is the new 52 run. I'm going to be completely honest. It wasn't very good. It was kind of mediocre. This plot, the idea that was provided, it seemed like they were going in a really good direction. And say with a better writer, it'd be better. The art was cool, but it's just like all new 52 art. Where it just all looks the same. I mean, besides Batman, I like some of the new 52 stories. But most of the art is, is trying to look like the same thing. So it all seems believable. But then it just seems all mediocre in comparison to the stories. It's good, not great. I need to read more Wildcats, is it? Wildcats, Wildcats is where it came yeah. from, yeah. And I probably like the Grifter character better, so... I'll just get to that. His stories in um, Urban Legends, the kind of anthology book that's been coming out, I don't know if it's in trades at the library, but it probably is on the app. His stories have been pretty good. Nice. Yeah, he's a good character. Green Lantern, New Guardians, The Ring Bear. This is a good New 52 story. This faces Kyle Rayner getting his ring. It's like kind of a reboot, kind of not, because it seems like he's familiar, but not completely. Right. But he gets it, the Guardians are going up. And this faces him getting like all the rings, because Larflees is being a little doo-doo head. And he's just like, he gives him all the rings, and then he takes the orange one back, and he comes back to life. And then he just gets all the other And they just starts like messing up people's day. So they chase after him. And Kyle tries to find out how to get these rings off of him. Because now all of the other lanterns are mad at him. And they try to beat him up. And then the Guardians are also mad at him. Because they're like, you stole those rings. Why'd you steal those rings? The Guardians are kind of goofy sometimes. Yeah. They're kind of duty. But, whatever. Because, <laughs> what happens? Because the rings are stolen. All of these people, all these lanterns die because the rings are just taken off and they're in space so they just fall and then you know yeah so bad for them so the green lanterns show up and they're like what you doing but eventually they find out and they're more accepting besides like majority of the evil ones majority i'd say the yellow lanterns get they get with it Sinestro gets mad at Archilo for not chasing Kyle Reyna down. So Sinestro becomes a blue lantern just because he's petty. And Archilo gets kind of upset. But as a result, he kind of likes blue lanterns more. And he becomes friends with the main guy who's the... Is it Saint Walker? Yeah, he becomes yeah. friends with Saint Walker. And it's actually really cute. That's one of the best things about the story. It's a really enjoyable and fun lean story, and I'd actually recommend it. It's actually very good. Nice. 
I think Green Lantern is one of those things when they launched the New 52, they really didn't want to mess with much because they were coming out of the success of uh, Bright, not Blackest Bright, Night. Blackest Night and Brightest Day, all that stuff. And um, that and Batman were the two characters where they didn't really reboot, as in they just started doing this weird time compression to like make all their stuff like fit within the New 52 era and made it kind of weird but that way they didn't have to get rid of like blackest night and they didn't have to get rid of like all the batman stories but anyway as you could ask a lot of people who were reading it at the time it did not sit well with folks uh all-star superman uh this is one where i decided to read again after having watched the dc animated film which jack recommended it's really good this is also really good Funnily enough, I'm going to go on a limb and say as good as this is, I actually kind of prefer the ending of the movie, and I hope nobody shoots me over that. Anyway, Grant Morrison, Frank Quitely, 12 issues. I did a mix of trade and digital. I read it in trade when I was sitting on the couch. I read it in digital when I was running on the treadmill. Lex Luthor has finally gotten his method of ridding the world of Superman. He devised a way to get the Man of Steel to fly into the sun and become over-radiated, and basically Superman's dying because his cells are got too much radiation that they can't get rid of. Before he dies, though, he has a lot to do. Lois has to be made aware of his feelings and his identity. That was interesting. It's like he showed Lois who he was, and I don't know that she ever truly believed him. He has to figure out where to put the people of Kandor. He wants to see his pa, Kent, one more time. Uh, at this point, Pa is dead in the book, so he is, goes to the past to see him. And what do we do about the Bizarros and Luthor? This is both a sentimental and whimsical book, and it's top-tier Superman, one for the ages that I would heartily recommend. I would actually put it right up there with the one that I read. I don't remember if it was last time or the time before, but it was the Jeff Loeb Superman um, for all seasons. When that was, The two of them are phenomenal. If you're going to read two Superman books, I would say read these two. Uh, like I say, the film is great, so don't sleep on that either. Check out All-Star Superman book or movie. Harley Quinn Breaking Glass. This is the first DC Young title I have read so far. And it was a pretty good introduction to the kind of stuff that goes on. This was this tells a story of a 15-year-old Harley Quinn going to school and just trying to live her life. She meets Poison Ivy and Joker in the process. They actually handled the Joker stuff somewhat well. Yeah, it shows like her bat, his bad influence on her, and how he, sh- he she could get power back, and it's pretty well done. The art is probably the highlight of it. It's a mix of watercolor and painting, and it just looks very nice. It's also kind of manga-y, as is made by Japanese artist Mariko Taramaki. I probably pronounced that wrong. I'm sorry. That's okay. I've, I've mangled a couple in my day. But it's a, it's a pretty well done story. And it sets my expectations high for the DC Young titles. Which probably shouldn't be that high. But whatever. Very enjoyable story. I also started Blue Beetle 2006. Which I enjoyed quite a bit. This is the first appearance of the third Blue Beetle. Jaime. Yeah, which is the one I recognize the most. I know the other ones. I know the one with Booster Gold. And I know the other one that's old. But this is the one I recognize the most. And I enjoy seeing the most. 
this is... I read two Blue Beetle titles. I read this and then the New 52 one. And I don't have much to say about the New 52. The New 52 one is just a dumbed-down, worse version of the original. It uses a worse screen lantern. It starts at the beginning with Blue Beetle fighting Guy Gardner. In this, it's him just fighting a random guy when that dies, which is an important... They don't mess with his origins and like his relation to his family, which I think was one of the best parts. And I don't know the new fifty two run. I read it I read the first volume of it in trade and I didn't really enjoy it that well. The two thousand six run was pretty good though. I did enjoy it. it. The art was very cartoony and I really like seeing the character again in comic form. There was also some Peacemaker stuff which I thought was very interesting. It has like him going into space and it has him dealing with, like, the older Blue Beetle that he used to, I guess, somewhat work with. Yeah. Because they were with the same brand. Yeah, they were. They yeah. all came from Carlton Comics, yeah. So it explains the origins of that and how it connects to stuff. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. Again, this is something they completely cut out of New 52, yeah, which is lame. just a complete reboot. Yeah. Uh, but the art was very enjoyable. And the story itself is very enjoyable. This is the origin. I think this is probably the best Blue Beetle story so far. It's the most concise. It's probably the longest. It's not even that long, but it's very good. I also have read Shazam! The Monsters of Evil. This is another very cartoony book, but it's very enjoyable. It follows Shazam! Mary Marvel! Naki Tawny! This is like an origin to them. It's a different type but it's still very good it's a retelling of previous volumes but it's like it's not necessarily a reboot is this it's the one like, by the guy who did bone jeff smith i believe so it looks very wait no i don't think so actually. oh okay but yeah. it's very cute the one thing i will say is that instead of it was very cartoony and very lifelike for the most part but the colors they took out like how colorful it looks like at times and just replace it with it and just look at, like, real life, which can look kind of boring. Sure. So, I don't know. Wasn't the biggest fan of that. That's all right. They also, the eyes are really creepy sometimes. Their eyes? Yeah, instead of just making them, like, little little squealies, like little lines that go up and down. Mm-hmm. This is Jeff Smith. So, like he did with Bone. Yeah. They try to make them look like human, and all the characters look weird sometimes. Because... All the rest of it just looks very cartoony and cute. And then you look like, uh... Oh, yeah. So, so it was Jeff Smith? It was Jeff yeah, Smith. Yeah, I, I think I actually own that one. Um, Essential Captain America, Volume 6. I did not read the entire thing. I stopped uh, with the Jack Kirby issues. So um, I just read 206 through 214. And that apparently is when Jack Kirby jumped off, is 214. So it starts with a character in Central America. He's known as the Swine. He is one sick dude. One of the things he does is he has this prisoner and he makes him eat until his stomach literally bursts. Pretty gross. Cap and Falcon are making time with Leela and Sharon. And during this, Cap ends up getting kidnapped by the Swine's agents. And Sharon ends up rejoining S.H.I.E.L.D. Falcon heads out to look for Cap. This is at a point where I was reading a different issue of Cap, so I started getting confused. I was like, man, why does he make it with all these women? There's like three or four women he's like hooking up with, and I was like, oh, it's because it was a different era. Anyway, he's still going to hook up with a couple in this one. Moving on. Falcon heads out to look for Cap, and Cap and Donna Maria, uh, Swine's cousin, hook up. 
literally, like I just said, what about Sharon? He literally was talking two minutes ago about, like, ooh, Sharon, I'm with you forever. And then now he's hooking up with this Donna Maria. And uh, then we meet um, Arnim Zola, uh, or as I like to call him, old TV belly, because uh, Zola has a, a, a t, t, TV belly. His belly is a television. With his face, Zola has been creating monsters, one of which is going to end up uh, capturing Donna Maria in Cap, and is like going to be inside of its guts. His name was Doughboy. He was a really weird character. And then there's another one that Falcon's going to tangle with. So you got Cap and Triangle of Love, and you got plenty of really weird, wacky character designs uh, from Jack Kirby. Just really fun era of Cap. So uh, you can read it in The Essential if you run across it, like I have, or you can read it on the app. The Trials of Shazam. This is kind of a weird one. I don't know how it connects with the rest of the Shazam stories, but this follows... Captain Marvel turning into Shazam himself. So he told he turns into old grandpa, but he still got the uniform. And then Freddy has to turn into Shazam and it follows him facing these trials. If I'm being completely honest, I did enjoy the title that much. But I'm not sure necessarily if it was bad, more that I just don't really like Freddy that much. Mm. But it follows him finding the other owners of the traits like i forgot like strength of that guy oh solomon hercules atlas zeus i don't remember who the other a is in mercury but so it files trials but they're like lame Mm -hmm. because it has him like facing this guy who like knew hercules and so he got passed down like the powers one of them the trial is just getting tattooed like, some of these trials are really weird. I don't get what's going on with them. Yeah, that don't sound great. There was this one guy who was, like, the monitor, kind of. That stopped the monitor from crisis. Right, right. But it's... Uh, it's a it, monitor lizard. It's a... Nah. <laughs> it's just this guy who monitors the world. and <laughs> He just watches a bunch of televisions. He watches the world, and his, he has to just wear this helmet and control the world from not breaking apart in two seconds. So, like don't so some choices like just don't start this storm like don't start this earthquake some of the other ones are just like don't break up with this girl (laughs) it's kind of weird but it is a pretty that part was probably a highlight for me it was pretty interesting despite how goofy it was uh batman and harley quinn i was kind of scared of this book as i saw the title because i picked it up from the shelf because it looked like an animated series but then after I checked it out, I realized it was going to be, like, the movie. And I watched the movie, and it wasn't very good. No. But I read the volumes, and they were actually pretty good. Oh, that's good. Uh, there, there's one individual story, which is basically the one of the movie, except Nightwing and Harley Quinn don't do the weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it's just more enjoyable. A lot of strange decisions were decided for the earlier DC anime mar- movie universe. Like, the killing joke in Batman Harley Quinn, for example, where the stories are actually pretty enjoyable. This is one of the examples of that. After the main storyline, there are a few just random stories about Harley Quinn after the events of Batman Harley Quinn, and those stories are also pretty good. The, not the quality, the timeline kind of varies, because at the end it's like very far into the future, 
and one of the volumes has her against like Task Force X, which at the moment was was just the Suicide Squad in the movies, but they just want to use that team. So, but they weren't the Suicide Squad at the moment, so it's just Task Force X. Yeah. Nice. But it has like Deadshot, Killer Croc, you know, kind of boomerang. Cool, and it has her facing them. It's a pretty nice volume, and there's other stories like that too. It, I like it. Joker. This is just called a Joker. Uh, this is in the Batman Damned universe. I haven't read Batman Damned. Uh, I heard it's pretty good. Not sure if that's true. I got the book though. Uh, Joker. This follows him being released from jail after just becoming a bit more sane, like a few years, and I guess he's fine. But I guess the police were done because now he's coming out to get his throne. He might not be as mentally ill, but he's still a horrible person. And so he just goes out finding these gangs and stuff he's been working with for years that he just kind of abandoned. Well, not abandoned, but he left once he got to jail. And just him ruling this Gotham again. It's a very interesting read and very good. The art is really good. It's very different in comparison to other DC titles I've read, but I really enjoyed it. I think this is a black label story, so that explains the maturity. Very good, though. I also read Doctor Fate 2015. It was pretty interesting because I saw it and just thought it was gonna be like the white guy, but it was not the white guy. It was a different guy, and I enjoyed it. It was this different, like I'm not sure. I think it was Muslim, whatever. It shows him later on from his appearance in later stories. I did enjoy him a little more. In this, I don't know. It was kind of boring at times. I did enjoy it though. The art was very enjoyable, pretty cartoony. Pretty nice looking. I really like when they don't look make it look ultra realistic, but sometimes certain parts can look goofy. Yeah. And I don't like it looking goofy. I thought it was okay from what I remember. I, I yeah. just thought it was kind of lame that it was basically just a dude in a hoodie with a helmet on, though. Oh, yeah. That was probably one of my biggest complaints with the story. I don't get why he doesn't get the robe with a costume. He yeah. just gets the hoodie, and it just continues yeah, to look It'd be lame. just like if I literally put a, a mask on right now and became Dr. Fate... And like, and spruce it up a little. It's superhero comics. Yeah, they had the guy give him the mask. They could easily also give him the other stuff with it. Yeah, at least in. yeah, at least the cape and the amulet. Yeah. Put it on over the hoodie. Make a cloak. Anyway, Cable and the New Mutants by Louise Simonson and Rob Liefeld. This is a little bit of a weird one. So they're only focusing on Cable and they're only focusing on Rob. So it actually has like a couple of pages of eighty six. And then chunks of 87 are missing as well. But then basically it's... So it's basically 87 through 91 minus some panels. Then 92 was a stand-in issue. I don't know if Rob was working too slow at that point or what. But they don't include issue 92 because it's a fill-in. Then you have 93 and 94. So this trade introduces Cable to the Marvel Universe. The new mutants are facing the government-run Freedom Force. And this terrorist mutant liberation front group. And two of these... New Mutants at the time, Rusty and Skids, have been taken by the MLF while the rest of the New Mutants were off on Asgard, which is the part that was weirdly cut out of the book. I actually had to go onto the app and read it to make it make sense. By the time they get back, they meet up with Cable and they hook up with him and they head to the destroyed X-Mansion and begin to train there with him. They have some adventures in the Morlock sewers and run into Sabretooth. That was probably my favorite issue of the bunch. 
and then there's a run-in with Wolverine and Madripoor at the very end of it. Um, some of the character designs were very 90s. Not necessarily my favorite, but it was nice getting to see some of these characters in their pretty early on stages, like obviously Cable and Boom Boom and Richter, people who would you know become very important later on with uh, X-Force and stuff. So I would say... If you like 90s Marvel, this is a good one to check out. Um, if you hate 90s Marvel, like I know quite a few people do, I'd definitely skip it. But uh, I was really excited about it because this was actually the 1992 edition of the trade paperback. And I got it for a 1992 price at my LCS because they were still selling it at cover. Nightwing, leaping into the light. I saw this and I was like... I've heard very good things about Tom Taylor's run, so I wanted to read it. So, but then I heard about Rick Grayson, I was like, no, no, no. But I still read the yeah, first one. Rick Grayson's not Tom Taylor, though. Oh, is it not Tom Taylor? I don't think so. Dang, it got the same cover, so it got me confused. Yeah, I think it's. A, I think that's a different writer. Okay, that's good then. His legacy is not tarnished. No. Uh, leaping into the light. The art is very cute, and it's very simplistic, but fits the series very well. Uh, I, re- I really, really like the Barbara Gordon is Oracle in this. That is one of the best decisions ever. I, I've i gotten to a point where I don't really like Barbara Gordon as Batgirl anymore. Okay. Because it kind of erases so much that my character is so good. Oh, Oracle yeah. is such a good character. And they just don't use her. Right. But they have her as her in this. She's not, like, handicapped. She's not in the wheelchair. But she still is Oracle, and I think Oracle is such a good character. So I'm glad she's used to this. Uh, this is about Nightwing just kind of living his life. And Alfred, unfortunately, passes away. He'll <gasps> come back eventually. Is but he a zombie? He's not a zombie yet. He's not come back yet. But I know he will sometime, is okay. Alfred. Uh, so Alfred passes away, and the, he gets a bunch of money from it. Because, I don't know. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. I like the fact that Alfred loved Dick so much that he, <laughs> that he gave him all this money. Yeah, Dick got all the money. Batman's poor for some reason. Right. Yeah, Batman's poor. Dick got all the money. Right. And he uses it just to, like, help people. He's, like, so, buying pizza and Yeah, stuff. so he sees a homeless guy. He's like, can I have some money? And he's like, you know what? I'll buy you some pizza and pizza for the rest of this entire city. That one pizza he was eating looked weird though. Like it wasn't. It was like it was all triangular and not like it was like all stiff and weird. Like he'd had a frozen pizza. It did look weird. Yeah. But anyway, whatever. <laughs> he buys pizza for everyone. Yeah. But then as a result, he loses his wallet when doing it. And so he, <laughs> and so he tries to find it. And there's this guy, who's like the face natural or something. <laughs> He's kind of goofy, but he's he's pretty well done for the character Tom Taylor was provided with. Tom Taylor is provided with really bad characters, and he makes them decent, so good for him. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so, the face Nacho or whatever. I don't even know if that was his gimmick, but he's this guy who, like, steals body parts and stuff. Ew. Basically Professor Pig, but different. So, uh, Nightwing faces him, and I'm not even sure where the wallet went at this point. He finds mm-hmm. it eventually. He has, like, a tracker in it, so he's able to get it. So, cool. Justice League 2018, 
this is Nineties Run. This is in between death metal and metal. So if you're trying to get how those two stories can connect, I'd say read it. Except maybe skip the first two trades worth of content. The stories are still enjoyable, but they can be kind of forgettable. I'll summarize those two for you. Justice League, Trade Volume 1, The Legion of Doom is back, and they put a rift in the world, so the Justice League defeat him. There's too many characters for the folk, there's too much focus for just the first few volumes. It's kind of all over the place. He, there's just too much. Sure. After that, Volume 2, I do like a lot more. Because it's just Justice League and a few more Aquaman people. The main focus is on Aquaman, of course. And I do think that is actually pretty well done. But it isn't very important. After that, Volume 3. And then this is where it starts getting good. Uh, it has some Hot Girl and Martian Manhunter stuff, which is interesting. And they go forward into it later in Volume 4 of the trade. Volume 3 is just a bunch of random more Legion of Doom stuff, but it's a bit more interesting. I will say, as much as I love Snyder, he be Reeves and too much stuff sometimes. Mm. Batman, I loved, but it was at its best when it was using new and unique characters like the Court of Owls. But near the end, they used Joker for like every event. There are like five different Joker events. The comics are really well done, but it's exhausting. Sure. And in this, it's just... Legion of Doom try to destroy the multiverse. Legion of Doom try to destroy the multiverse. The stories are unique enough to stand alone on their own, but when they're all grouped together in it, I don't know. It gets kind of boring, and these events don't seem as important. And then, right after that, we got... And before that, we got Metal and Death Metal. It's too much crisis. He writes, like, ten different crisis events in the spot of, like, two years, and I think that's too much. But they're pretty good. Volume 4 is finally no more crisis stuff. They travel back in time. Not in... I mean, yeah. They travel to the future, though, so I guess yeah, cause he's forward in Commandy, right? Yeah, yeah, so they travel and they see their futures. Martian Manhunter and Hot Girl are together and they have this weird, like, kid. But this is actually... But the kid becomes somewhat cute. You know, he's fine, I guess. He, I grow to like him later, but he is kind of weird at the beginning. They're like, it's like a Martian with wings. Yeah. Well, you you grow to like him somewhat, which is cool. It has like, it has Barry, who's, who. It's like a mix of Barry and Wally, and they like fuse because the the Speed Force is weird, and I guess they can do that now. John Stewart and him our friends which is very nice and Batman's just some random guy I don't even know if it's Dick I think it is maybe Dick in the or future maybe gotcha uh it's, you know Batman's dead and stuff he dies a lot and then he comes back for him he has that power even though he's like supposed to be a normal guy bad god I guess ooh uh, Wonder Woman's normal. Superman looks old for some reason, even though this is only like a few years in the future. Shouldn't look that old. They've been doing that with him lately, though. They did that in action now, where he's like off on War World. He's got like the the Franklin Richards gray temples and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they give him a white beard. He kind of looks like a sugar daddy. A little creepy. 
but and then it turns out that the person who's been controlling uh superman is actually this guy creating this fake fantasy to trap uh them from what's going on in the real world so they travel to the real real world and this is where year of the villain starts which i thought was very interesting after when it comes down to it luther is at, at his best what he's just like acting as like a normal politician guy right because he he's just able to convince him like all this has been going on all these villains have been destroying the place and your justice league has just been hanging out in a different fake multiverse just like chatting with a fake children fake martian children. hybrids oh yeah, yeah yeah but the martian hybrids come the rest of them are, the world just kind of goes away but martian hot man comes back so I mean, Martian hot girl, man. Thana Marshigan. Thana Marshigan. After that, volume five, again, it's another crisis event. I will say it's a little bit more well done in comparison to the other stuff. Again, it's, it's kind of exhausting, though. Luther works with the dark girl who created the dark multiverse. I don't, it's not just a girl. It's like this all-powerful character. I think it's like Petunia or something. Perpetua. I think it's Perpetua, yeah. So, he gets the powers of like Perpetua and Brainiac, and that's where he screws up. Because, like I said, he's at his best, or he's just a normal guy. So when he's working with like all, all these Brainiac attacks, it's just too much for him. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, Lex's <laughs> reason for doing all this is because he travels to this different universe or like everything is controlled by him is just so egotistical and he wants that for himself so much they go out of his way to multiple times try to destroy all other universes in the multiverse and then just kind of fuse parts of them that he likes to create his own thing harming the rest of the worlds and eventually that gets to him and he perpetually betrays him and he's ultimately like defeated also Something kind of weird, kind of interesting. Martian Manhunter dies at some point. I don't even really remember when, though. But apparently he died. Again? Again. Okay. But he comes back, not because he's resurrected, because but because they got that Martian kid, and he's able to, like, travel and turn into Martian Manhunter. So now they hybrid child is just Martian Manhunter, and John comes back, so... Kind of one of the weirdest decisions, but whatever. They also do have this little plot line from volume three to volume five where, like, Martian Manhunter is able to relate and talk to Luther because this unmentioned plot line as children, both of them, Martian Manhunter came over as, like, a little baby, but instead of being treated like Superman, he looks like an alien, and so everybody discriminizes against him. And Luther, as a little kid, I'm pretty sure his name is Garfield at the point. <laughs> I don't know why his name Garfield. That's but funny. Garfield comes over and just kind of like hangs out with him and stuff and tries to protect him. And ultimately, he's able to get him sent back to his world instead of killed, which is pretty cute. And eventually, they get together. Not to <laughs> they don't date, though. But they become friends again, and so he stops all this. And then Perpetual beats him up. And that's where Death Metal starts, because that's when all things go wrong. Perpetual's like, 
okay, Batman who last, come over here and beat their butts. He's like, okay. Pretty crazy. So is is that the last of your books for this uh, week? Or do you have more? I have more, but I can wait till later. Well, yeah, I think we're going to call it a night. Mama Crawford was expecting us to wrap it up in around an hour, so... That's going to be it for this evening. Thanks for listening to 21st Century Boys. You can check us out. I am on Twitter at Joe. I am at Twitter at Sewage Garlic Bread. And uh, you can always check out the show or uh, tweet us on Twitter at 21st Century Boys. And that's at 21 S-T-C-E-N-B-O-Y-S. Thanks for listening. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.